0: We're talking real
1: money. Ho, 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 boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. It is the season to talk money. Follow la 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 Hey, we have a phone number for you to call. I know you have questions about money. That's why we are here to help you deal with these money issues. Give us a call anytime, 8- 559358255. Five, five, five. That's a lot of fives. 855935 five, five, talk. I'm Don McDonald. Tom's over there. I can hear him shuffling paper. That's how you know he's there because he shuffles paper. Yes,
2: shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. Yes, shuffling, there
1: it is. shuffling through the there snow the shuffling in a one horse open <laughs> sleigh. Is it snowing? Hey, is it snowing? It is
2: actually snowing right here, right now. Is it yes, really? It is. Yes, it is. Really
1: how seasonable. I know. You're really having a problem hearing me, aren't you? Somebody
2: else. No, I hear you okay. All right. A little delayed.
1: A little delayed. That's weird. All right. So anyway, uh, we're having a little bit of a technical issue, so please bear with us. As you may or may not know, some of you know, some of you don't, uh, Tom and I do this show from opposite ends of the country. I hang out in Florida where it never snows. Well, I remember one snow my entire time here. No, that was in 1977. I wasn't even really here. I was just vacationing. Uh, and uh, Tom gets them all the time because he's in the Seattle area. I, though, am going to Asheville, North Carolina, where where there is snow predicted for like Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve. So, Wow. I never see that. All right. There you go. <laughs> so thanks for being there. We appreciate you. We hope you have uh, a great holiday. And we want to get just started by, well, asking you to look in the mirror, look at yourself. Do you lie to yourself? Do you tell yourself the truth about your ability to predict the future? We think you do, and there's actually a little evidence. Well, there's a lot of evidence that you do. Jason Zweig talked about it Yeah, our it friend
2: today. Jason Zweig takes this on in his uh, Intelligent Investor article that he does. You know, he, he a year ago he asked people what they thought the you know the closing value of the year would be for the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S and P 500, ten-year Treasury, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have to get it too far into the specifics, but it's because it's interesting that on average people thought that the Dow would close out 2022 at uh, 34 269, and that the S and P 500 would about break even. By the way, before the day before he sent this out, the S and P closed at uh, around 33 9. And uh, pardon me, the Dow at 33.9, The S and P was down fourteen and a half percent year to date. So nowhere close. But here's the interesting part of all this, Don. The yeah, we we have a tendency to lie to ourselves about how old we look. We have a tendency to lie to ourselves about how much we weigh sometimes. And then there's also I'm sorry, I can't next. lie to myself this about is those fascinating things. Fascinating to me. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. You're a better man than I am. Uh, this is fascinating. So he has a few specific instances. For example guy named Tom from Alexandria, Virginia, in last year's survey, he predicted that would hit 42,000, 42,000. He asked him this, this is why he asked him to recall his forecast. Mr. Raycroft said, well, I think I said something like 37,000. And he <laughs> told him, no, you told me 42,000. And he said this quote, I love this quote, you have more of that input in your brain after you've seen it happen. In other words, the market had been going up, so this market's going to keep going up. And here's another guy, Adam, from Houston. He said a year ago the Dow would close 2022 at uh, 34,000, and the S&P would go up about 5% at best. In fact, he thought the Dow, uh, later in the year, he said the Dow would hit 40,000. And his response is, oh, wow, oh, wow. My uh, Obviously, my assessment of the stock market was largely influenced by what it had been doing up to that point. Recency bias.
1: What a surprise. You mean we actually convinced our little brains that we were we were closer to being right than we actually were. That just somehow doesn't really surprise me and this is the problem with trying to predict the future because we 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 think after the fact that we got it right when in fact we didn't we delude ourselves this is why you've got to know you cannot predict the future 855-935-TOM
0: Tom and Don are talking real money
1: do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from Hodgepogitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are Talking Real Money.
1: Is, I think Jingle Bells is the only song we can sing without worrying about royalties during the holiday season because if you sing any of the other ones, they're probably going to ding us for like, you know, using copyrighted music. Hi, welcome back to the pre pre Well holiday show. It's only a small show.
2: part of our money now. Well, that's true. Good point. Only some of uh, <laughs> other people's money.
1: <laughs> uh, give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, because we're here to answer your money questions in, in, in an addition to preaching a lot about money. Well, the reason we do that is because you keep getting it wrong. Stop getting it wrong. We won't preach. It's that easy. 855-935-8255. We also get calls that are called in 24-7 to that their number. Like, well, like, like this one.
3: Hello. I'm 52 years old. I should be retiring in about another 15 years, maybe 20. I have an employer-funded 401k plan with uh, target date funds to select from. I wanted to give a small cap value tilt to my portfolio, and there is a small cap value fund, one fund, in the selection of 401K funds I have to choose from, but the expense on that particular small cap value fund is 0.89%, which to me Seems like it's closer to that one percent that everybody says. Don't, don't select that that type of a fund. Um, I can just see in the target date fund, uh, the four hundred one k plan is through Fidelity, so uh, it's very very low expense uh, target date fund. But the small cap value fund, very pricey. What do you think? Should I put twenty five percent?
2: You know. Wait, she's not done yet.
3: Portfolio in yes. that
2: specific
3: oh. small cap value she's fund still at that expense, or just put it all right in the, the target date fund. Wait. Anyway, let me know what you think.
1: Mm-hmm. Is
3: 0.89 percent too expensive for a small cap value fund? Mm-hmm. Let me know. Thanks.
1: Now she's done.
2: This is a talk show. It's our talk show, not your talk show, first of all. I gave it to her for a moment. uh... I'm I'm sharing. Uh, You know, this is a good question because this does come up. In retirement plans, the funds can be pretty crummy when it comes to the expense ratio. Do you know
1: which fund I think she has? I think it's Fidelity Small Cap Value, which is an actively managed fund. And it's expensive. She may have a slower expense ratio. I'm showing the public expense ratio is just under 1%. That's pretty
2: high. Yikes. So here's what I would do either A, if you're Roth eligible, open a Roth IRA and buy any of the aforementioned, you know, AVUV, VBR, there's all kinds of products. Or. Yeah, I would still want you to have expo- more exposure to small cap value because yeah. you just need to have that in your portfolio even though you're 15 years out. So I I would I would still do it if I didn't if I was not Roth eligible. But, if I was but, Roth but, eligible, I don't But, what? I'd it but what
1: if she's not what if she's not Roth eligible? But many people have more money than just in their 401k. She may have a a regular taxable brokerage account and if you use a, a, an ETF, the the tax situation is I mean, with a small-cap value fund, you don't get much in the way of dividends, if any at all, and all the capital gains are totally deferred. So it's kind of like an IRA in that regard. So why why not?
2: So she could just go open that account, is what you're, open yeah. a brokerage account. Yeah, and open a there. brokerage
1: account and, and put that extra money in – that brokerage account and put it all in VBR while she – it's it's like Paul's two-fund solution, like Paul Merriman's two-fund thing where you have the target yeah. date over here at the 401k and you have the small value sitting there in the brokerage account.
2: And if that's too much work, then you just uh, bite down hard uh, by the 2040 target date fund and – I don't know, 20% yeah. of the portfolio goes into the expensive U.S. small cap. It is value, just so is, expensive. Yeah,
1: expensive. I mean, people say that the AVUV is a little pricey, but the AVUV is only 0.25. The, the Avantis small value. And uh, what's VBR? It's VBR. Uh, it is, um, um, um. Oh, geez. How do they do it? How do, do they do it at Vanguard? what do you what do you guess how much go ahead just give me a guess you know it's less than
2: Uh, 0.25 0.18 0.07 0.07 wow
1: that's That's no money at all unbelievable how they do that unbelievable 855-935-TALK is our phone number give us a call Uh, I am a big fan of making, and we've talked about this before, making the best of your 401k situation. And that often requires that you do something creative. Like Tom said, if you're Roth eligible, you buy the things that they don't offer you in your Roth or your regular IRA. Or if you have other accounts, you buy the things they don't offer that you need to to make a well-rounded portfolio. And, and really the main thing is this small cap value tilt. That's really the biggest factor that we see missing from portfolios.
2: That, that and international stocks. Most people have a tendency to underweight international, and they don't have international small, small value. So they're missing some asset classes that, again, have been very productive for a long period of time, or they massively underweight them not realizing that U.S. large growth firms, which make up most of those target funds, still have been great the last decade or so, but over the long haul have underproduced those other two aforementioned asset classes. So, yeah, you make a good point. You could do it in a brokerage account. You could do it in a Roth. And by the way, it's great to do it in a Roth because the expectation is it would grow faster than the rest of the stuff in the portfolio and it grows tax-free. What a deal.
1: Yeah, for the free part is awesome because at the end, when you have this big gain, you're not going to be taxed on that in a Roth. But the the nice thing is, and this is a a strategy you need to remember, if you are investing in uh, stocks outside of a 401k or an IRA or a Roth, these days, this is another wonderful thing and why we've changed from being only advocates for mutual funds to being advocates for mutual funds and ETFs. The tax ramifications of owning an ETF are lower than they are when owning a mutual fund you are not going to get those things that a lot of people are going to get this year even though it's been a bad year there are going to be a ton of surprises come what next year when you get your statements because you're going to see some in many cases particularly in managed funds some big capital i mean uh, yeah big capital gains distributions on which you will be taxed 800 800-855-935-TALK is our number. Call us. We're here now. Tom
0: and Don are talking real money. For
1: your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking
0: real money.
1: Oh, got it. Hey there. Welcome back to our little get-together called a, a radio show. Then we'll call it a podcast next week, too. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cox there. Our phone number is 855 935 Talk. You can call us live with questions every Saturday, noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, wherever you are. You can also call us 24 7 at 855 935 Talk. You can also send in questions, record them, or type them at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. And that's where this question comes from.
2: Yeah, Chuck writes us from (laughs) – oh, I won't tell you where in Pennsylvania just yet. He writes, you guys do a great job. I believe the word risk is overused when describing a long-term diversified stock portfolio. Volatility would be a better description. As you know, a diversified stock portfolio provides short-term volatility but long-term safety against inflation. Money market and short-term bond funds provide low volatility but long-term risk against inflation. Chuck, uh, this P.S. is I'm the guy from Mars, Pennsylvania. My wife and I had a good chuckle over your comment on my previous question. Remember when I said, "What is this guy from Mars?" That turned out he was from Mars. I think this is very well said. I mean, this is one of those. This is one of those things that uh. risk. You could, you could judge risk in so many ways, by the way. There's all kinds of ways to judge risk. There's risk in almost everything you do. But in the long haul, you're right. Volatility is a much better word. The problem is, can people handle volatility? Not the word, but the actual volatility.
1: There are two. I try to differentiate this in in, in conversations I have with people. There's Risk is really the risk of losing everything when you, when we talk about risk, that's what you should be considering. How, when I, how much risk can you take? I'm, I, I'm, I am saying volatility and you're right. We should differentiate because the word risk is, can I lose it all? Or can I lose a substantial portion of it permanently? If you have a broadly diversified portfolio, losing any amount of money permanently is really, really near impossible, so close to impossible that it's not even worth considering because should a permanent loss across an entire portfolio of 10,000 stocks or more, should a permanent loss occur, then we have a serious, serious economic problem, much more serious than can be resolved simply by you pulling the gold out of your basement it is going to be the end of the world as we know it kind of stuff
2: and generally that permanent loss only occurs when somebody faces the down draft like this year and says i gotta pull the plug i gotta take my money out i gotta get out of this market that becomes the loss people then wait and they <laughs> wait till things feel better again and of course. No one knows when things are going to feel better again. Yeah, uh, Chuck, in this case, you're not from Mars. You're actually, we're going to move you back into Pennsylvania. So congratulations. We will work harder on that. We'll work harder on calling it volatility instead of risk. Don makes a very good point. Risk is really all or nothing. You're in, you're Mm -hmm. out, whatever it is. And uh, if you lose everything, I mean, that's an FTX kind of situation or an individual stock sort of situation, whole different than what we're advocating
1: it's kind of like the difference between uh, a car that just gives you a bumpy ride along the way and having a wreck you know it's that's the difference the market gives you a bumpy ride along the way how bad how much of a bumpy ride can you take well the less bumpy the ride you can take the more you need to stay on really nice highways and off of back roads wow that's a good analogy because, you know, the small, dangerous stocks, they're like the back roads. They're more bumpy. Very good. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. 855-935-8255. And again, we uh, we love to hear from you here on the show that we do on Saturdays on Northwest News Radio or News Radio 1097. 7. I think I got that right this time. Probably for the first time. Or uh, you can call during the week anytime We'll take your call on podcasts or on the show. 855-935-8255 or send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. That's TalkingRealMoney.com where you can find all kinds of good stuff. We'll be back shortly.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's a Christmas
1: miracle. It's a Christmas <laughs> it ever? miracle, Tom. No Tom rebooted during the bottom of the hour, and life is much better here on Talking Real Money, because now we don't have that wacky delay going on anymore.
2: I can say something and, and actually then hear you say something, that <laughs> wait three minutes ago. is he responding it was like that. to that? It was like or that. Or was that? You know, he could, uh,
1: he could uh, see weird. my lips move, but uh, nothing was uh, coming right. out,
2: yeah. which is anyway, actually so, how he prefers no. life. <laughs> turn it off but i don't want to hear it yeah. uh and by the way if you don't call i'm going to go put the santa hat on
1: they won't care it's calls. radio oh oh dang the only one that will impact is me and that's just not mm-hmm. fair 855 935 talk i know you're all out doing last minute shopping but really oh, really okay. do you want it? do yeah. you do you really need to be spending any more money shouldn't you let's make them feel guilty shouldn't you be saving and investing that money
2: Well, aren't you worried about your future? Let's talk about how you invested. Well, that's true too. I find this fascinating. Now you can, everybody can still remember the meme stock thing, right? GameStop, Bed Bath and Beyond, et cetera, right?
1: AMC theaters. That's not
2: that long ago. That was like two and a half years ago. It It was a while ago. And people, apparently, younger people, got the money to do that from where? Well, the government. They didn't have to. They didn't have to pay their college loans, and, uh, yeah, the government helped out, too. Now, a lot of that money is gone, and some of those people are out of work. So there's not as much, in fact, uh, trading volume. Uh, They're saying equity volume down about 40% this year, the um, the percentage of that activity.
1: Wait, because they were trading that often? Yeah, that, right. that it, it caused a 40 percent decline in trading activity And
2: here it even that's retail now there's retail individual investors yeah. yeah yeah but it gets worse it really gets far worse because if you built a globally diversified stock portfolio which you could do basically with one fund two funds three it's very easy we give out E T or avg whatever it is. yeah you're down a little over 10%. This is not a major disaster, right? It, that Nobody likes to be down 10%. I just did my net worth statement, which is between that and my real estate going down. Not fun, but you want to know, according to J.P. Morgan, retail traders' returns are down 40% this year. In 2022. 2022. Now, take a guess as to why what do retail investors move their money into at the beginning of 2022 this is not hard
1: oh they bought all the hot stocks from Apple, 2021 amazon
2: yeah. Microsoft all the stuff that the tech that is just has to go up and what's gone down the most Apple amazon I mean all these huge technology companies in the next hour we'll talk about another big company that's had a very difficult year but the reality here again it should be i hope the lesson made after this year that the smarter move here is as you mentioned you know you got to save something you can't spend it all you got to invest it properly you got to do it at a reasonable cost and if you're paying even good better attention do it in a tax efficient manner but we're learning that this i feel bad and oh by the way there's a great quote in here from our friend Christine Benz at Morningstar she says after the the, the dot com bubble burst in two thousand, many people just quit. They just decided investing doesn't work. In um, her, her her quote, is a combination of factors has probably spooked a healthy short a share. Pardon me, of this latest generation of traders. In other words, they just threw up their hands and said, "We're not going to invest in stocks anymore. It doesn't work. We can show you that it doesn't work." So it doesn't. But okay, but et
1: but guess what? We've been telling you since forever ago uh, that it doesn't work. I mean, this is this is a revelation. Uh, Trading doesn't so. work. Gee, yeah. we're not surprised.
2: Yeah. So no, none of this is surprising, but it is reinforcing, and it is for young people. And here's another idea. I know we talked about this on the program. You want to give somebody something? Give it to them in their Roth IRA, and give don't give them individual shares of stock. Teaches the wrong message. Give them a globally diversified portfolio. The aforementioned VT Vanguard total T is in Tom. Yeah. VT
1: or AVGE, the event, Avan- the and, Avantis. Oh, all yeah. Which Equity I do like. Yeah. ETF. Good
2: point. Yeah. That's that, that easy. It literally yeah. takes about 10 minutes to set up a custodial Roth online. Literally. Bing, bang, boom. So there you go. Uh, yeah. And don't
1: trade. And well, <laughs> but the fact Jeez. of the matter is this, what we suggest to you is boring. So what you, the first thing you have to do is stop thinking of investing as a hobby or a sport or a game you're playing. This is not done for fun. This is done for money. Tom
0: and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: All right. Attention, shoppers. Better advice, better information, better solutions to your future are here. They are not at target give us a call at 855-935-talk i would have said kmart years ago but is that the, you can't really say is, that anymore that's
2: the that's the the location de jour is oh my I gosh yes target oh okay oh, okay i didn't uh, know my target. wife I never my wife shopping,
1: actually so. she actually has they have a special little room in back for people like my wife <laughs> for
2: her, yeah for it's debbie, the it's the debbie, debbie
1: nap room. room she can spend the night cuz they know she'll be back the next day anyway
2: whatever yeah, cuz okay. here's
1: what Perfect. she does she buys things and then she brings them home and she goes, nah, I don't want that. Returns them. Wow. Buys something else to replace it. And then returns that. Uh, it's a never-ending okay. cycle.
2: That's bad, but I think mine worse. Because all I do is say, you know, I think this person would want this. I shop for literally like, I hate to admit this, but like three minutes. Mm-hmm. I buy the item and that's it. I love that. No, that's I, it. I, I mean, think no, that's... No, because I could be more careful about finding no, a no. deal. There's no, it's, of, anyways,
1: that's Christmas so. perfection to me. <laughs> uh that's in fact i'd be in favor of what is this business why you don't just say no merry go, christmas, right, Scrooge, I merry got it, christmas. Yeah, okay. you don't need anything look True. around the house you got everything you want let's have a nice dinner True. visit with family quit giving stuff they yes, just definitely. then people just get greedy eight five and they oh. get mad if you don't give them the right stuff <laughs> eight, not here man well oh, not okay. i'm told anyway eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number and finally Someone in the Pacific Northwest stopped shopping and started calling. Janet, thanks for doing just that.
4: Oh, you guys crack me up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm not shopping today. I'm just trying to work on my computer and clear off all the nuts of emails that I have. So, uh, Oh, great. Boy, that's I'm a that's a 6
1: or 7 week process for me. Ugh. Ugh, it, I hate insane.
4: that. It, first of all, a uh, question, is your radio show archived? Yes. And, and we catch what you, it is. How, how do you locate the archive where you can go back and check what you've talked
1: about weekly? So easy. This, it, is this is whole just two too hours easy. Archive. The whole two hours. Every Monday oh. and Tuesday, I repurpose the hours. The sat, The first hour becomes the Monday podcast. The second hour right. becomes the Tuesday podcast, generally, unless there's a technical issue.
2: Which means okay. you're available on all your favorite podcast services, or you can just go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Listen to it right there. It's right there. And the
1: bonus is, I take out all the commercials. Shh. Oh,
4: <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, so my question is, I recently took a lump sum for my retirement pension, and uh, it was uh, about 300000 and I do. I am working with an advisor, and I said I wanted to. Um, you, you were talking about the AVGE and the VT yes. that are total. Yes. If at age sixty-five, is that uh, something that I could look into to investing uh, something like a, a lump sum pension into?
1: <gasps> okay.
2: Well, if okay. you have a There's financial a advisor. The, yeah. The, I'm the advisor should be giving you that advice. I'm okay, worried about this advisor. I'm worried. This is No, but this well, is always the question is what to invest it in rather than, for example, if you are on my client or even on the show, I'm for, first going to ask you how big a part of your retirement is the $300,000 going to be? In other words, what sort of income does it need to provide for the next, I hope, 25 or 30 years?
4: Okay. Well, I do have other investments. Um you know, my, uh, you know, voluntary investment plan, all those types of things have all been um, 401K, have, have already been invested with them. And so uh, recently retired and, and with this money, I, I thought, well, uh, they said that, you know, they could manage it all and, and decide what they wanted to do. Or I could do a portion of it where I would have to manage the other part that, you know, if they, they would purchase it for me, but I would be responsible for All
1: right. Janet? that's like this this is this is a
2: okay this is
1: a crucial question i'm going to ask you this is okay. critical this advisor can you name any of the mutual funds or products in which you are invested do you remember the name of any of them um
4: i'm in mean, a lot of it is in uh, td ameritrade
1: okay but no 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 but i mean that's the custodian yeah i mean the, the actual investments themselves do you remember the name of any of the mutual funds or etfs that you own or any of that stuff
4: i, I probably have that written down somewhere but um okay. i don't think any of them are avge or vt
1: no 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 i, no, I probably wouldn't be. probably wouldn't be because yeah. here's what we, the reason we suggest vt and avge to people is because it is a simple straightforward way to get yourself global diversification if you have right. an advisor, your advisor should be asking the kind of questions that Tom asked, and that is, what does this money need to do for you? As a matter of fact, your advisor should already know that. Your advisor should have already discussed how much money you have. You do you have a plan, a, a financial plan? Yeah, we do. Um, it's it's
4: um, you know I've already uh, going to be taking some distributions from. Um, some of the investments, uh, so I can kind of hold off on taking Social Security. But, okay. um, you know, I think, uh, I think the pension would be nice to be able to have, like, like you said, in a, you know, over, since my income has dropped so much, um, is yeah. to, um, you know, start converting some stuff into Roths, is what the plan is. And, um, so I just kind of wanted to, to, to think, basically, what I ask you is it wise for me just to, Give him this pension, let him do with it what he wants. Or he likes like you said, he could he could put it into here's a, whatever I wanted him to purchase. And then I would here's what I would suggest.
1: Let's do this. Janet, let's do this. This is going to be a, an interesting experiment. You're gonna learn, you're gonna learn so much about your advisor. What we'd like you to okay. do, and I think Tom will agree, is go to your advisor and say, I've got this three hundred thousand dollars. What would you suggest? be done with it. Well, how will this fit into my portfolio, my life, my future? And then before you let the advisor do anything, say, okay,, mm-hmm, let me just think about that for a minute. Can you put that in writing? Put it in an email or something, and then call us back and let's get give it let us give you a second opinion on it.
2: I think that's a great idea. you know having somebody else's eyes on all of this always makes sense. And back to, we need to go to another call. But back to your question about using one of those exchange traded funds. Don's right; those are generally for smaller amounts. Three hundred thousand dollars probably should have a more sophisticated portfolio, and mm-hmm. it should probably include some bonds because that's and it has to fit in with the portfolio. rest.
1: It has to fit in with the rest of your assets too. That's why I'd ask for the opinion and see what happens. 935 Talk Bernadette. Welcome to the show. Thank
4: you. Hello. What can
1: we do for you, Bernadette? Um, I'm yes. Actually
4: a new, I'm actually a new client, So, but I, but I do have a question.
1: I'm a yes, new ma'am. client
4: with um, Joyce. Um, can you explain to me what index annuities are? There's a big push. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I'm a federal employee, and there's a big push with people trying to get me and my peers to look at these products so if you could just explain those because i don't. oh
1: gosh it. you know what i'm going to explain those in the next hour because that is such a great topic and actually it's really timely because i just got some more information on another caller who called about the same thing uh, we hate them <laughs> just let me start with that
2: thank you bernadette by the way for being a client and thank you for your great book suggestion which i now have on my All reading desk upstairs
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: One of the reasons there's such a big push to sell indexed annuities pretty much everywhere is one, the market was down this year, and two, they make insurance agents and the salespeople, the brokers, a lot of money. That's really.
2: And the other part of all this is people, you always want to know what to do with the money. I'm always going to tell you what to do with the plan. If you have a plan and you come into money, it plugs right in. That's where you need to talk to an advisor. I'd say anytime after the age of 50 to get it right.
1: And that's why we offer these free second opinions, portfolio reviews, with no obligation. Just go to talkingrealmoney.com